Content warning. From approximately the 1 hour 25 minute mark to the 1 hour 27 minute mark, loss of limb occurs. Previously on Unbalanced Encounters. June. When specifically did you decide to run away from home? There was a meeting that my dad was having. It had nothing to do with mama. And that's when I realized that maybe he was done. Dale's gone. Did you know that? Dale Snowthorn did not die because he was tired. You remember a detail that had been hazy for you. You had to brush from his pillow the scrap of a blood-red vine. Not absolutely sure what sort of consequence these runes would have, but they are certainly abjurative. He's going to sort of mindlessly touch one of them. The roots have begun to crumble, and you watch them for a second, and you see that they are, from the bottom up, beginning to disintegrate. And we see the old imperial words, sap supply, false wool. That same dagger, Sphinx is going to, oh, hold me, hold me, don't, 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 okay, and, and he's going to stick it in. The dagger clatters to the ground, and brick by brick, the wall begins to collapse. One and all, and welcome to another episode of Unbalanced Encounters, the show that dares to ask, will June ride the mighty Dune Worm? I'm your host, Patrick Perini. As always, I am joined in the studio deep beneath the Appalachian Mountains today by the wonderful Emily Graymore. Say hi, Emily. Oh, hello. This is an interesting introduction today. The incomparable Sam Oliver. Say hi, Sam. Howdy. The eminent Craig Pate. How you doing, Craig? Hey, there's there's no light in here, Pat. Yeah, I know. We have to pay <laughs> electrical mountains, bills. These mountains and, uh, are too... We actually need more people to go to the Patreon so that we can afford our electricity for this super secret studio beneath the Appalachian. Supposed to echo a... like this? It's yeah, like... it's uh, it, the sound treatment's a bitch too. Le- legitimately, I'm telling you, we need more hey, patrons. Well, it's a mountain. Why'd you pick a mountain out of anything to do a <laughs> podcast? Shh, shh, don't let them know we made bad decisions, Craig. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> And the unknowable eldritch entity, Cinderblock Sally. How you doing, Cinder? Salutations. It's been a while since, uh, you know, we introduced the the cast. And I want everybody to be familiar with who uh, might very well die today. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh. <laughs> well, there's a ladder down here. <laughs> Craig, I think I just heard somebody say your name. I'm going I'm to hit you with this one, Sam. You do know that I'm black, right? I hear my name from some... <laughs> Add a ghostly to anything. I'm gone. I'm out of here. Podcast over. What are we? What the hell? Did y'all drink crazy juice? Where? Wh- what is going on? 
guys. We are dragging our. I've never, I've never seen us drag our feet this much. I'm we, serious. Just, I'm just, serious. Just, I don't know if you're going to keep any of this, Patrick, but I'm just going to say in case you decide to keep it that yeah. before we started recording, this is what we did for like ten minutes. Just more. And now we're jokes. just doing it more. <laughs> No, I mean genuinely. I think I think we are all uh, a little nervous because in our last episode we finally nah. fucking met June's mom, and now a lot is about to happen. It was uh, a super and... chill episode. Pat. Yeah, super yeah. chill. What you're yeah, no problem. Um, nice little guitar music, kind of at the top and tail, and uh, some some good kind of heartfelt, oh, you know, sort of '80s, you know, kind of good parenting quality Hollywood, uh, you know, kind of heartfelt moments and. No sadness at all. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I have a question for Emily, actually. Oh, thank God. Where does Sphinx go when he dies? That is an interesting question. It's somewhere small. I think he doesn't really know where it is, but it doesn't feel unsafe. I imagine a fire of some sort, maybe it's a campfire. I think maybe it changes, sort of like a room of requirement changes for his needs. One minute it's a campfire, one minute it's a big fireplace, which has got a big broiling cauldron of stew in it, or maybe it's an oven that is baking a cake. There's always some element of a fire and some food. I like that quite a bit. And I think today, very specifically, we see the campfire version of this. I think that it looks almost a little bit like the space of Harissa's ritual to reconnect with him. That represented, I think, a moment where Sphinx found his way back and... As the effects of power word kill suffuse his body and blow him apart at the molecular level, his spirit <sighs> enters this place of grounding and safety. I want to say almost like when you're a kid who gets lost in like the mall or a theme park, you go back to the last place you saw your parent. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's where he goes. But he's not alone. There's a being, an entity, a person maybe lurking just in the shadow of a tree. They don't emanate a threatening aura. They don't move in a way that seems like they're stalking. They move almost casually in this dimly lit space. And I'm curious how Sphinx reacts. Um... Hello? Did you disintegrate like me? Because, you know, it's a weird experience, and having someone to talk to about that would be nice. Um, You know, there's plenty of room. You want to sit? I mean, I don't know if there's enough food, though, so... Um, I hope you brought some. A hello? A creature that looks almost like a human-sized treant gnarled kind of bark-like features that are offset by shadow and the glint of the firelight, but that conform to the human silhouette. 
slip around the edge of one of these trees, and as Sphinx's eyes kind of adjust, vines. Whoa, now, this is not, not, mm -mm. He's gonna get up from the fire and sort of like keep the fire between him and the and the thing. You see this entity put its hands up in a gesture of deference, unintention to harm. And it steps sort of fully into the relief of the firelight and it says, I believe it was Mr. Spinks. Was it not? And the voice that it speaks with is clearly distinct as an individual, but in the back of Sphinx's mind, almost as if kind of behind him, he hears whispered overtones of other voices, similarly to that of the blood tree, but, but there's a distinction, there's a gap in between the clear voice emanating from this vine-like entity that Sphinx can now see is blood red, and the voices that are coming almost from the back of his mind. And this entity says, there is uh, no thing that can hurt you in this space. I say that simply to put your mind at rest. Listen, buddy, I don't know who you are or what is happening, but I don't trust vines, especially ones that have multiple voices. It is entirely your prerogative to not trust me. But seeing as how you are going to be in this space until Ms. Harissa can find you again, I suggest that we have a conversation to pass the time. I want... Like, Sphinx is... Gr like, his anxiety is growing the longer that this thing is near to him. He remembers what happened to Harissa when he found her and helped her get free of a very similar thing. And the fact that this wants to have a conversation with him, maybe in a very similar way, he's mm -mm, no dice. He is not. Does he vocalize any of this? I don't know the equivalent of a lizard having its hackles up, but there's a- He's a frilled lizard. It's having his hackles up. It's having the frill up. I think like, it's not quite as sort of like in the shock that he does, like okay. a big umbrella puff. It's kind of just like a- a slow raising and yeah. maybe like a little bit of a shaking of the frill. That 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 Ghibli-esque hair raise yeah, with, with that the frill. Sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to talk, you can do it from over there and I will decide if I want to reply. The being nods its head and says, These are acceptable terms to me. I wish to reinforce to you that even if I did bear you ill will Sphinx you have no body for me to subject to any sort of harm and it clenches a fist and a stump of knotted blood red vine grows from the ground and it takes a seat and crosses its legs. I have been in mortal danger, even in the undead world. So 
I don't necessarily believe I am completely out of danger in this one. I do not suspect that you will be long for this place. Miss Harissa has grown powerful. Soon she will be able to bring you back to her. I am sure she will have need of you. I have a request for you, Sphinx. As one god of the forest to another. Sphinx raises an eyebrow. When Ms. Harissa and I last spoke, she was reticent to see my point of view about the fate of the other Elder Gods. I fucking knew it. I do not suspect that you will be wont to disagree with her on any particular point. But you represent within her a deific wisdom that transcends the mortal coil. Me? Wise? You see who you are talking to here? You think I'm the wise one? I admit that you are new in this world, but you are long for its history. The Elder Gods will not be stayed for long. Once they have begun their rampages, one might be able to hold them for a time, as you and the Guardian have done with the Guide. But the Cleanser will not be so easily stayed, and the ones that follow less so. It is important that they be stopped. For good. Even if, and this is a big if, I agreed with you, what do you think I would be able to do, me, personally, to change everyone's opinion, or kill a god myself? <laughs> oh, Sphinx, I would never expect you to be able to kill a god yourself. You are too new to your magics, too new to this form. But you hold sway. And as I said, you represent a wisdom to Harissa that runs deep in the veins and bowels of the world. Listen, it's nice to have someone believe in me for a change, you know? Because usually people don't think I'm much. And it's nice to have someone who thinks, you know, grand things of me. But in this case, I think you think too much grand things of me. She often just smacks me upside the head when I say something stupid, so... Can I get an insight check from Sphinx? We're gonna make this contested, but I'm not gonna tell you what against. A 16... No, 15, sorry. He's got one less than Harissa. I rolled a 6 on the die, plus 10 to the roll. Sphinx obviously has that reaction, right? Sphinx has that reaction of like, Harissa doesn't listen to me whenever I don't, right. whenever I say something that Harissa Who's doesn't usually Sphinx agree with. in the grand scheme of, you know, any of this stuff that's happening? And then the backdrop of trees and forest behind Luna shifts. And we see that almost like that long pan that you get in horror movies sometimes where Luna is sort of moving into the foreground as the background is dropping out back behind them. And it is replaced with a forest covered in snow. And we see a mountain man dressed in furs atop a 
giant dragon swooping down to blast a crystalline worm in fire, and then it vanishes. What the? And then we flash, and we see another feature of a massive horned lizard with huge dragon wings bearing a warrior across the sands, spouting electricity from its mouth and its horns as it zaps old Imperial forces left, right. And then we see a picture of a young Grammy Rosa being led by a Komodo dragon in flight from the Eastern Wields. And we see it rear back on two legs, whip around to see a Kawavar warden step from behind a tree and douse the warden in fire as Grammy Rosa makes it into the underbrush and they escape into the northern deserts. You come from a long line of powerful entities. Were those like my ancestors? Oh, the lightning was pretty badass, huh? Do you think I can do lightning? I think you can do practically anything you set your mind to when you are a god. Oh, that's true. I am a god, huh? Yeah. Yeah. All I ask is that you consider the long-term consequences of your and Harissa's actions, and you implore her to take a long view. How do we stop something that can destroy anything it touches? You know, any tips would be great. You hear the writhe of pulsing red vines in its form as they shift and say, The obvious and true answer is that you do not touch it. Well, yes. Every god can be killed. Even you? And we cut. <laughs> Bates. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and Sphinx dies a third time. <laughs> Sphinx dies with death. He goes death. to the next layer of hell and then continues oh, to work his way Welcome to the layer of lust, oh Mr. Sphinx. Oh. <laughs> He's not old enough for that. How dare you? He's a young, innocent boy. Yeah, it's very innocent. <laughs> oh, man. He's going to be like stampeding through the desert, sh shooting people with fireballs. Mm. I feel like he would use finger guns, not his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely would. Harissa. Hello. You see the filigree on this wall. <laughs> crackle and royal as Sphinx is disintegrated. Wait, she looks up and, I don't know, sees a puff of magic dust. I imagine when Sphinx goes, Poof, 
It's just like a little glitter cannon. Golden red glitter just poof. And as she's looking up, this glitter is just softly snowing down onto her face and onto her shoulders. That kind of smile of achievement just fades and she stands a while as the bricks are sort of falling away and doing what they're doing and she looks down at her arm and touches her tattoo. I imagine this all happening in sort of like a slow motion, just that glitter falling onto her arm as she touches it and closing her eyes and the tattoo beginning to get hotter and hotter and her remembering that campfire and him coming to her rescue and just bringing that feeling forward and just manifesting it. I'm going to actually interrupt you because you do not get a chance to do that in this moment because as you start to focus in on bringing Sphinx back, the bricks begin to fall toward you and I need a dexterity saving throw. That's a nat one. <laughs> For a total of seven. Guard. We're just smashing tables and stuff and guard is doing it very precisely looking for things and june is just raging <laughs> you hear all of the crashing and clattering and clanking and destruction amplify twofold as bricks from the hallway tumble out of their place and onto the ground and onto harissa who takes 10 points Ooh. of bludgeoning damage and is prone beneath them what do you do? That does not sound good. Rush rush out of the room? Yeah, we just I just bolt towards it. If June is going, I bolt with her. You both burst out of this door. It is not very far. And you see Harissa trapped beneath these bricks. And beyond the bricks, you see barrels, crates, ceramic urns, six feet tall, sealed with wax. All of it covered in filigree. Safra and June is... Oh, ow, my head. Oh, God. Sphinx, um, I think he set off a trap. As June uh, starts digging through, trying to get Harissa out, there is a moment where Guard freezes when he sees this wall of crates and ceramics and stuff covered in filigree and some of the filigree on his chassis ever since he touched that wall earlier touched that rune earlier normally it it has like a faint glow just sort of all the time parts of it parts of the runes across his chassis are like flickering a little bit and it takes him a beat to come back to the present and start trying to help June get Harissa out from under these rocks. Oh, oh thank you. Oi. Are you okay? In a way, I'm glad it was Sphinx and not one of us. What happened? Well, it, it was like one of the... It's the same thing that my father did with the 
dagger in the wall, but the second Sphinx placed the dagger in, it just detonated. And no more Sphinx. Sphinx is gone. He is, but he won't be gone for long this time, I promise. What is the, what is all this? Can I get perception checks from everybody really quickly? Uh, guard, I'm going to ask you to make this at advantage, which should offset Fuck. your uh, oh. exhaustion. All right. <laughs> I got another nat one. <laughs> I'm dusting <laughs> Sphinx off of myself, you know. Right. Um, I got a 16. Okay. I also got a 16. I've got concussion. Uh, <laughs> I got a rock. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Guard and June, as you are clattering these bricks off of Harissa and hoisting her to her feet, you feel the floor rumble beneath you and see dust crumble down from the ceiling. I have a feeling like that god might be getting closer. Guard is going to reach down and put his hand on the ground. Does he feel anything? Vibrations? Is this thing coming up? As you put your hand on the ground, you feel filigree traced into the floor where the false wall starts and behind. Nothing seems to immediately activate. However, you feel as if you could activate, connect with this filigree in some way. I'm going to give you a choice. You can either make me a flat investigation check, or you can make me an investigation check at advantage by tapping in to the thin veneer of sap that permeates this floor. I'm going to try to do the second. Now, I have exhaustion, so that advantage is going to turn it into a flat roll. Minus one on my investigation checks, by the way. June, pull Harissa back, please. I do that. And then I will wait till they step back a little bit, and then I will do that. All right. Go ahead and roll me that investigation check, please. That is a natural two for a one. Incredible. Can I please have you roll me a d100? That is a five. That's pretty low, so it's either really good or really bad. It's one of the extremes. You didn't know that Cinder was a professional D&D player? Can't wait till that's a job I can put on my resume. So excited. (laughs) Except I spell mine... P-L-A-Y-A-H. Hey, player. (laughs) The result of this wild magic roll was that a Modron, chosen and controlled by the DM, appears in an unoccupied space within five feet of you, then disappears one minute later. We got battle mechs in our fucking D and D game now. Yeah, boy. Is this Gundam? So what? So what? (laughs) I understand that that's what it says, but what happens? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You, even on a two, feel everything rumbling and shaking. And the failure on this roll was not a failure to detect. It was a failure to detect in time. What is the emotion that Guard feels most prevalently when he realizes, I did not figure this out in time? I think Guard, for most of his existence, is very forward-facing. Even the people that he cares about, it is on a very simple level most of the time. And 
he often thinks about caring for those people through the lens of his greater goal. I think that as he realizes that something bad is coming and he might not have time to stop it, his thought is, how far away are June and Harissa? And are they far enough away? Are they going to be able to escape? That is where his head goes immediately. And it is with a genuine bit of worry that I think he hasn't felt since the Wolverines in a long time. Guard, you feel that welling of almost anxiety in you. It's simple, and it is protective, and it is unfamiliar for the most part, with the exception of when you felt the urge to protect these wolverine cubs. And at that time, you knew how to chop things with an axe. That was your worldview. And so that's what you did. But in your experiences, you have learned that guardians are more than just a weapon. That you are a manifestation of your will to your mission. And that that will might be malleable. And you feel the sap sear at your ceramic palm and connect an idea in your brain. And you wrench your hand into the ground and push your will into this building. And from this pile of crates and urns, you see a small ceramic barrel. Oh shit. You have summoned a manifestation of guardianship external to yourself. I would like you to please grab the replica monodrone stat block, which you are going to have control over on your turn for the next minute. Oh, cool. sick! Oh, cool. Does it look like uh, the Does it look like the the jar guy in Elden Ring, where it's like yeah. a big jar with arms yeah. and legs? Pretty much, yeah. All right, cool. Alexander, yo, shout outs to Alexander. No spoilers, but shout outs. <laughs> and with that, we are going to jump upstairs. Isaac, you are having a conversation with Katarina, and she has just brought back a memory, forced you to confront something that you had been willing to ignore for years. Dale Snowthorn was a fighter, and as heartbroken as he was, he didn't give up. That scrap of blood-red vine that you found on his pillow the day you found his body You know better now. Magic is real, the gods are real, and they will kill you if you are not careful. And at that moment, Rami walks up, and she kind of scratches her head and says, Are you all okay up here? Isaac, you look as if you've seen a fucking ghost. Uh, nothing, just thinking about stuff. What what's what's going on, Rami? How how are the rest of the gang doing downstairs? I heard some smashing. I it was I, at first I was concerned maybe there was an accident or something, but then it kind of got intentional. I feel like they're just busting stuff up down there. Oh, okay. not really sure. No, yeah, a lot of a lot of emotions have been expressed recently. If you haven't noticed, so I can definitely see them trying to take some time to themselves. 
I guess we just wait until this uh, god just decides to erase us from existence. I mean, we should theoretically be safe down here, right? And it is at that point that you feel the ground rumble beneath you. Now what? Oh, no. Isaac, we got to get him out of there. We got to get him out of there right now. Oh, we're safe. We're protected by the the moss or the nature. Damn, nature always doing whatever the hell it wants. It's rosemary, not moss. Think Isaac remembers that? <laughs> no, I guess not. <laughs> Katerin crits. Katerin gets a nat 20 on her investigation check, glances up. The roots of every rosemary bush are now fully fucking gone. And she grabs you by the collar and says, Isaac, we have got to get them out of there right now. All right, all right. And I need everyone to roll me initiative. Let's go. I got a seven. I got a two, which totals a five. <laughs> we got a seven for Isaac. We got a five for Harissa. Garb, what's your initiative? Seven. Seven? Okay. Seven, buddies. And June, what's your initiative? Ten. All right. We are going to start, uh, funnily enough, uh, with Garb, because June, although you had our high, I swear to God, our highest initiative with our ten. <laughs> Hallelujah. You have the surprise condition. Guard, you feel this rumble now concentrated on the back wall of this hallway. It is coming from below, but not deep below. It is going to blow through this wall. It is your turn. Your and the barrel's turn, I guess. (laughs) What do you do? Guard turns to the animated barrel. I've got to get them out of here. And the barrel says, yes, I do. (laughs) And (laughs) guard is going to run over to Harissa and June. And seeing that uh, there's a level of like some stunnedness, like the surprise, uh, guard is going to scoop up uh, Harissa and guard is going to turn to the little barrel. I'll take care of Harissa. I'll also grab June. And then the barrel says, Yes, I will also grab June. And then the barrel is going to run over and try to, like, help push June to start to leave. And I am going to, if possible, use every ounce of my action economy to start pushing them to a place where if the walls collapse, they aren't inside. I'm going to let you grab Harissa, assuming that Harissa's willing, just kind yeah. of on the run, because your carrying capacity is fuck, like fine, right? Mm-hmm. Like You're just going to be able to scoop her up, and I'm going to give you no reduction to movement because she's comparatively so light, right? With the barrel... This is going to be a little trickier because the barrel, while it is a medium construct, is nowhere near as strong as you. Uh, so I am going to... Its speed is 30 I feet. am not as strong as me. Its speed is 30 <laughs> feet. Uh, and I am going to say that it is going to need to take, uh, at the very least, a bonus action to kind of scoop up June here. So if you could please give me an athletics check. We're going to call this a DC 13 athletics check to grab June. And uh, I will say, actually, this thing is not exhausted. So it's going to make the roll flat. Ah. Well, it failed. So guard is going to run 80 feet down the hall, put down Arissa. 
Why aren't I getting June? <laughs> I am not strong enough. I will go back and help me. And then I will start running back. I will start going back in once once Harissa is like close to the exit. Um, I, I will say I will say that basically what's going to happen here is that you get 60 feet and then 20 feet back. And the barrel is going to just take half movement on this because the athletics failed. So 30 okay. feet for movement and action for dash, uh, which means that you're 10 feet away now. So June and the barrel are halfway into the hallway. Harissa's under the hole. Guard is near the middle of the hallway. All of this happens in like an instant as Guard clocks the situation and starts shuffling people around. And I think that's it for Guard's turn. Isaac, you are not under the surprise condition because Katarin gave you the heads up. Uh, you are basically at the mouth of this hole. You just saw Harissa get poof, dumped. Oh, hey, Sapphire. What, what seems oh. to be all the hubbub? I, I don't really know. Uh, something that was, it, that was grumbling. Uh, I think bad news bears. All right. Um, and he's going to... How, how far are they from e us now? Uh, Harissa is at the bottom of this hole, which I believe we said was like 20 feet. Oh, wait, I'm shouting up. I don't know. <laughs> the other two are kind of deeper in the hallway. You can't see them. Okay, then I will cast Bless on Safra, Isaac, and Scrumpy. So he can, he can toss spells and shit. Cool. Okay. Uh, you also get a chance to direct Rami here if you want to have her do something. She's obviously aware of the impending earthquake. Yeah, shout, shouting, shouting down the hall. Rami, uh, is CJ out there? Uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. Alright, well, get him ready to, uh, we, we might have to make a quick exit. Oh, we're doing a hot exit? Hell yes, I've been waiting for something like this. Freaking criminals. All aboard for the hot exit, hell yes. Alright, I'll get CJ ready. She bounds up the stairs and, uh, starts getting CJ, like, saddled up. June, you finally come back to your senses and, uh, realize that things are happening. Oh, shit. Uh, you are in the arms of a sentient ceramic barrel being hoisted down this hallway as Guard runs back, talking to the barrel as if it were himself. It's me. Uh, I, all right. I feel like there's something in that room that we should probably get before we run the fuck out of here. The, uh, the barrel will respond. It is coming. I don't want Sphinx's demise to be in vain. What if you die? Uh, hopefully I won't. Words to live by, honestly. <laughs> is there, can I look back? Is there anything in that, in that room that I can just, that I can see that's like hand size? Go ahead and run me a quick investigation check. This is going to be a relatively low DC. This will be a DC, um, we'll say DC 12. Oh, well, buts. That was a five. Everything here is at least as big as this ceramic barrel. It looks like all of this stuff was, like, stored in industrial quantities. I wouldn't have time to grab anything. All right. All right. I'll dash out. I'll use all my movement to get as close to the hole. You have action and bonus. Can I use my action to help Harissa out of the hole? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, go ahead and give me... I'm going to call this an athletics check, but I'll give it to you an advantage. I've been waiting for someone to drop a rope down, but I mean... this is, They act like they're not adventurers. 
Uh, that's a 17. I feel like I'm forgetting something that every adventurer usually has. <laughs> you give Harissa just this effortless boost. Like, you bolt into this room, fall down onto one knee, put your hands in that, like, you know, I'm going to give you a boost position. Harissa throws a foot into your hands, and you just, like, launch her up through the hole. Harissa, you <sighs> land uh, right next to Isaac and Katarin. Can I land like a superhero? Yeah, three-point landing. Classic. Amazing. I'll lean back down the hole and help. Harissa, you reach a hand down, pull June up, and June, I'm going to say that you are, uh, you're up, you're going to be prone as you kind of clamor up the lip of this hole. And that is it for June's turn. The walls explode with force. Bricks everywhere, and I need deck-saving throws from guard and the barrel. Uh, 17 for guard. Okay, that's a success. And six for uh, for uh, also guard. That's a failure. For also guard, that's a failure. Uh, also guard takes nine points of damage. All right, it dies. Does it indeed? It has five hit points. Okay, uh, this thing is... <laughs> blown to smithereens as ceramic flies off in all directions. Uh, You feel a fine mist of ultra pure sap envelop you and begin to sort of trickle down your ceramic filigree. I'm going to wait until your turn to have that have a consequence. But what you see as the rubble clears is two milky white eyes and a huge gaping maw, each tooth. Sapphire. And in between each scale, roiling pustules of blood. As this thing begins to devour every barrel and urn and crate in this space. And as it does, you see sand pouring from its mouth. And occasionally one of the pustules will fly off and land on some of the sap, burrowing into it and dissolving any physical material into fine white sand. Is it drawn to the sap? Like it's going, it's eating the barrels. Oh man, I'm so glad I'm not doing the plan I thought I was going to do. And that is, yeah, that's going to be its turn. Guard, it's your turn. Guard is going to look down at his shattered self. And amidst the broken ceramics, there's going to be a piece that looks oddly unbroken. Almost like it broke into like a perfect geometric shape with just a single piece of filigree at the center guard is going to reach down pick that part of himself up and he is going to affix it onto the edge of his gauntlet each each modron when they die they spit out a six inch diameter magical charged disc that powers them so i'm leaning into the stat block yeah does that do anything nope but you can decide it does (laughs) it's going to it's going to (laughs) this disc is going to, because it is just suffused with magic, is going to give you the ability to cast Magic Missile. 
However, you do not have any spell slots. So in order for this thing to do anything, you're going to need to consume sap. With that fine mist, I'm going to give you one use of sap as it sinks into your body. This little bit of ceramic is going to last forever. So anytime you want to cast Magic Missile, you all you've got to do is get a shot of sap. Okay. That's cool. That's friggin' cool. Okay. Well, listen, no time like the present, right? He's going to look up at this massive festering lizard, realize that he is now covered in sap and that the lizard is going for things that are sap. Uh-oh. He's going to look back at Harissa and June being pulled out of the hole, and he's going to run in the other direction as loud and big as he can to try to get it to follow him. Um, and then when I am as far as I can be but still be within the range of magic missile, I am going to activate the sap mist that has been layered on top of my body, um, and it's all going to like sort of dry up and these little cosmic like fissures of light are gonna sort of like tear through uh, reality. It almost just looks like somebody's like tearing holes in space time as opposed to like energy firing as uh, three bolts of magic missile are going to fly and hit the lizard. And I want it to know that it came from me. Before that succeeds, I actually need a con save from you. Oh, this is so fucking stressful. Uh, that's a 12. <laughs> It's not that good. The DC for pure uncut sap is 10. Oh, oh well done. Guard, you hold out your arm and <laughs> space time rends around the force of your will as it hits this magical creature, this divine being. And I'd like you to go ahead and roll damage because magic missile doesn't miss. Yay. Fuck all ones. So six force damage. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to let you make that persuasion check plus six. Please be a good roll. Come on. That's not terrible. That's so good for guard, actually. (laughs) Uh, 12 plus six is 18. You see this thing. And then an arm comes out and tears into the ground and then from immediately behind it another one like akira's over it and this thing like slips up the wall and barrels in your direction destroying and chomping and devouring everything in its wake as we see you like rush up to it headlong and then do a 90 degree skid turn into these sleeping chambers you are now trapped in this space yeah but i think i I got another round where people can get out so that's all that matters yes and guard at the end of your turn you can't see it can anyone see it i don't believe so uh no we're up out of the hole now yeah we're out of the hole yeah everybody it's up no it doesn't get its legendary action fun i don't know what it is but phew (laughs) that's guard's turn all right isaac (sighs) bad stuff bad news bears we gotta get out of here right now everybody where's guard he's down there fuck Somebody's going to need to go get him. He's not going to be able to get out of there on his own. Isaac jumps down. (laughs) Isaac. Oh, I tried that that stance you did. Oh, my knees. Shit. (laughs) All right. Isaac jumps down. Fantastic. That's that's, that's locked in. All right. uh, Isaac, uh, we're going to go ahead and say that that is uh, five feet of movement. Do I see it? Yeah. You absolutely do. You see this thing burning its way through this space. It is half clinging to the ceiling, just a row of arms that are 
spindling out from it, chomping at every brick and scrap of magical filigree that it can get its jaws around. And you see that it's actually now dripping these pustules to the ground. And and when they hit the ground, they kind of turn into little... Uh, geckos, these little gecko-like forms of blood and pus, and they skitter out and kind of dissolve, burning their shadows into the ground. God, we gotta go. You don't see guard. The situation here is that this thing is making it. There's a there's a door halfway down the hallway that was the entrance to the chambers, the like sleeping chambers and work chambers of the imperial officers that would have manned this station millennia ago, right? And guard has is kiting this thing into that room. What he will also see is broken ceramic on the ground that looks like guard's armor. Oh, fuck, oh, that's shit. true. Oh, fuck me, that's true. God. Let's, let's roll an intelligence check. That's a two. Guard's dead. God's oh dead. my fuck. No, hold on, I wanna sit in that space for a second because on a two, I think Isaac does assume the worst. Um, he's gonna try and scoop up pieces of what he assumes to be guard. Uh, and then start heading back up. Alright, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give that to you on an athletics check. Uh, you can get advantage from Katarin on the help action. Oh, that's a 24. She sees that you are scraping up pieces of ceramic and says, Isaac, what's going on? And then you hoist your hand up and she grabs you without a moment's hesitation and with this practice effortlessness just yeah we've done this before soars you through the air and you land and your joints take it this time (gasps) you know i just need to stay limber yeah what 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 the fuck happened isaac what's going on god god's probably dead it's okay he he does his thing kind of like mr sphinx what what I don't, I don't know what you're talking about, but if this thing got a hold of guard, there wouldn't be anything left. Oh. Too late. We gotta go. We don't have any more time. Did you see that thing, Isaac? Oh, I'm gonna have nightmares for months. He tosses the ceramics. <laughs> I don't like leaving God back there, but he, I don't either, but he's uh, the strongest out of all of us. Uh, and he's gonna just lead the way. Was that all my movement and then some? I'm going to go ahead and say that it's all your movement. Uh, if you want action and bonus, you can still have it because you didn't do a hell of a lot here. I'm just going to try to channel divinity nature's wrath. It. You're going to like poke your head back down and try to nature's wrath the god? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. try to slow it down any way I can. Okay. Uh, what is that, a save? Ooh. Yeah. Whole DC 14. Strength or dex, their choice. We're going to go ahead and roll strength. Uh, that should be flat. Uh, that's a 19 on the die for a total of a lot. Nice. <laughs> Basically, he slams his fist into the ground and the, the roots, which as he looks at him now, he kind of like cringes a bit, um, shoot out of the ground and try to wrap around the roots. The blood red vines tear from the walls and slither up its arm into its shoulder and meld into its scales and you see it snap its head and look at you time to go and that's gonna be isaac's turn harissa it is your turn as much as 
Harissa needs that confirmation of God, whether he is down there or not, is he alive or not, does he even still exist? She knows she just has to drag the others. Like she is now herding everybody. Like we need to leave, we need to get out, out now. Like dragging people up. And she is going to drop her cordon of arrows down into the hole just to impede it a little bit as it as it continues to make yeah, its way. Absolutely. Um, that's triggered on contact, right? Uh, yes. Go ahead and burn that spell slot. Keep me honest when it comes through. All right, that's movement action bonus. I can't summon Sphinx on a bonus action anyway, so uh, I will wait. So I want to wait till we're upstairs. Amazing. June, uh, you are being shepherded along by Harissa. What do you do? Uh, can I sense guard? Go ahead and make me a wisdom-based investigation check, please. 14. You see tethers of bond tendrilling up from the officer's chambers. Something's down there. It's probably guard. We can't just let him die. What if he doesn't come back? You say that, and your mother turns to you and says, I think he's still down there. He might still be able to get out. But if that thing gets to him, he is gone. The cleanser erases things from existence. We cannot risk us. I don't want to risk my friend. There's nothing we could do to help him. Isaac just did everything he could to distract Sligo. We have to run, June. Uh, and she's going to make a persuasion check, which you are welcome to contest. Uh, I'd like to. How do I contest that? It doesn't matter. She rolled a nat one. Okay, cool. Oh. Fuck you, mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can do what you want in general, but I think you feel emboldened in this moment that she is not right. I can, I can, I can run really fast. You stare at her trying to convince her that you are capable of doing this. And in a moment of frustration, you realize that you are never going to convince your mother that this is a good idea. And fuck it, you don't need to. Can I, because I didn't use my bonus action, toss June my last remaining bomb? That's fucking sick. Go ahead. (laughs) Uh, June, if you have to go, take this. Do not touch it. And she's going to throw uh, this little hand grenade, basically, at June um, with the intention of, if you want to try and distract this motherfucker, you can just like lob it at it and try and give God a bit of a chance. Uh, uh, okay, Let, let's do this. You got this, kiddo. Uh, oh, oh. Isaac, hold, oh shit, I don't know if I can do this. I want to ask Isaac to hold my staff, lower me down into the hole, and I want to throw that bomb and have him pull me back out. I'm going to I'm gonna ask you to go ahead and give me an acrobatics check to represent this entire interaction. That's a 19. This bomb lands at its feet and it puts an arm guard. You see it wrench an arm up through the door jam, and then you see an explosion as this thing whips its arm back and skitters to the ground, kind of devouring the smoke in hit, just (gasps) and a fine mist of white glass sand kind of pours from its teeth. Uh, And Isaac pulls you back as it charges for you, June. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. (laughs) Go, 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 go. That's action and half your movement. Uh, but I also, if you're willing to give up the rest of your movement, I'm having Harissa kind of shepherd everybody. So you will get to the top of the stairs by the end of her next turn. 
Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Go, 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 go. Like we're like in Lord of the Rings running out of the mine. I think we're like, <laughs> And this thing charges for the far wall. And guard, you see it pass. Roiling pustules of blood, perfect pearl scales, arms, one over the other as it in the hallway past you. It is going to slam against the far wall and begin to move up. Guard, you have a free exit. And it's your turn. Guard is going to uh, step out into the hallway to see what is happening. You see it just tearing at the hole that you all fell through. And as you look to your right, you see something that makes sense in hindsight, but maybe was not necessarily what you expected. You see a glass tunnel where it burrowed through. And you see that it is cracked and beginning to crumble. But if you move quickly, it may just hold. I mean, listen, go big or go home. Right. <laughs> guard, guard is going to look, see that the rest of the group is no longer in the tunnel, see the lizard clawing up, see that there is a whole other path that it has been carving through the sand. Uh, he's going to reach down. He's going to grab one of the vials of sap that he took from Scrumpy because he's got a handful. He has four specifically. Um, and uh, he is going to... Oh, this is so stupid, but it's what he's going to do. I'm so sorry, guys. Um, no, go for it. He is going <laughs> Never. To, he's going to crash the sap onto his wrist. He's going to fire another magic missile at the lizard. Con save. 18. Go ahead and roll damage. That's better. Uh, that is 9 plus 3. That is 12 force damage. Um, and then Guard is going to start running down the glass tunnel. As he leaves the hallway and it enters into the, the sort of terrestrial tunnel this creature has crawled, he's going to go from running to sort of leaping on all fours and sort of be bouncing up and down along the walls, like not sticking just to the floor. He is going to get as far as he can down that direction with his 40 feet because he's using his action to cast Magic Missile. And uh, he is going to try to end his movement so he is on a up a top position in in the glass hallway. So he's like ending sort of perched to the ceiling. Fuck, this is such a bad idea. It doesn't matter. I'll waste it. Um, he is also going to, as he's doing that, he's going to use his bonus action. He's going to rage um, so that this will... If there's anything athletics related that we need to do, it'll just cancel out the exhaustion as his filigree starts to glow. But there are now sections of it that are like still sort of faded and flickering a little bit. And it's almost like there's a little parts of him are like deteriorating a little bit. Um, just sort of in general as he's charging down this hallway. Okay. Are we rolling? Good. All right, friends, we're going to keep this brief. Like Tinkerbell, this show only exists if you clap your goddamn hands. 
That's a metaphor, kids. Try to keep up. Here's what we're going to do to keep the show alive. You're going to go do this right now. Step one, go to patreon.com slash unbalancedencounters and sign up for the free tier. You pay nothing and you get all of the updates. Step two, go to youtube.com slash at unbalancedencounters and hit subscribe. This costs you nothing. Step three, open your podcast app like Spotify or Apple Podcasts and give this shit five stars right now. Done. Easy. None of it costs you a dime. And now you are going to be the first to know when we roll out new merch, more on that soon, when we roll out our next bonus arc, it's a pirate one, by the way, and when we roll up to conferences where you can get a chance to meet us in person, all of that and more is coming soon. And if you want to support the show and you want to know when that's happening, that's what you have to do. That's it. We live another day, and it is all thanks to you. Unless you didn't do this list, in which case I will find you and... You all have a lead over this thing, and I think that in this moment, it is more interesting to pull back from initiative for just a second. And I am going to ask for a group set of checks. I'm going to ask for athletics from Guard, Isaac, and June. I'm going to ask for survival from Harissa as she takes point and charge of the situation. The DCs for this are going to be as follows. If you all successfully break a 17, you are going to get up and away with enough time to regroup and consider your options. If you only break a 12, collectively you're going to have to decide what gets lost in the process. Fuck off. This is my third nat one this episode. That's ridiculous. The dice tell the tale. Fuck off. I'm so mad. (laughs) Okay. 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 It's a 24 from Isaac. It's an eight for me. We suck. Guard? (laughs) 26. That's a group success, my friends. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. Thank you, boys. (laughs) As you hit this thing with another magic missile... It turns back toward you, and in that split second of having to make a decision of what it chases, you all get away. (sighs) And we see, silhouetted against the setting sun, this elder god devour this building from the roots up. And as you all get on CJ, make it off into the sand, put distance between the building and yourselves and guard you. Venom your way up this glass to the surface and throw yourself out of this burrowed hole as it collapses in behind you. See a sinkhole as the building sinks into the ground. And slowly at first, and then all at once, you all forget that it ever existed. Oh, shit. Carissa, do you want to take uh, six seconds to summon Sphinx? She looks down to her tattoo and touches it in the same way she did when she was down in a place she can't remember. And it gets hotter. And hotter. 
and starts to glow and almost like burning embers, like that kind of magma sort of thing fills where the ink is on her skin. And you see in front of her a roiling in the sand, just and little sputs of smoke coming up as a little shape pulls up out of the sand and goes do you have to summon me in a pile of sand it's everywhere and he's like shaking it out of his frills and scales and welcome back to the party where you been in my mouth uh i was just chilling you know with with the other gods as you do when you are a god so. all right anyway what what <laughs> no up. respect Hold no up. respect <laughs> you hang out you go to a place where there's other gods yeah it's kind of like a green room you know where everyone hangs out a what waiting <laughs> to kind of be in the show <laughs> The show, Isaac looks at the camera. <laughs> oh, my God. Safra is just going to, while he's mid-speech in whatever the heck he's talking about, just hoik him up and just give him a hug. Where the hell have you been? What time do you call this? I was worrying about you. Where have you been? I don't know. I was just, I was just telling. There was this god and everything. I think it was divine, the, the blood tree, you know? What do you mean, the blood tree? What, it was just... He was there, he was talking to me. He was trying to, like, manipulate me and stuff. Like you're doing with you. I was scared. Oh, what's all right? Did he hurt you? Is everything okay? No, no, he didn't hurt me. I was... I'm powerful, you know. I kind of... I give him a punch in the jaw and everything, and it was fine, you know. And then I came busting out of the sand like this. Oh, that... Okay. Uh, we'll talk about this later. We'll... But... And she <laughs> put him back down and just... You'll see kind of a bit of a frown. You guys feel the earth shake again, as it has been periodically. This time a little stronger and moving in your direction. I think we need to make a decision and I think we need to make one now. I wonder if the cleanser, it's ill. I wonder if it's averse to the rosemary. Do you think it's because it doesn't like it? The aversion goes back before... Whatever this is, I imagine that it's something just endemic to it. I don't think we should kill it. Well, it was probably something that had to do with how Pandog and it were capable of coexisting. One balanced the other or something like that. Possible that Rosemary was a representation of Pandog's boundaries in this space. New growth. Not to be overtaken. I'm not sure how it helps us now, though. I'll tell you what. If you want to set a trap, how do we bait it? Is there something that it's attracted to? The bonds. It's attracted... Like, we're a concentration of bond threads right now. And we're a beacon for it. Okay, the next question being, how do we trap it? And how do we figure out what's wrong with it? You think it's just going to sit still? Mama, what were you trying to do? Buy time, honey. Do exactly this. I'd 
kind of around someplace, get close enough to it to try to figure out what was wrong with it, and... It never quite worked. So you gotta touch it. I never could. And June, as she says this, you see a little kind of flash of blue as if something has fucked with her recollection of that. Alright, well, if that was your plan, now you have company. I was just trying to buy time until Hank sent reinforcements. I was under the impression that I was going to be getting back up, and I did not expect it well, to guess be guess what? Now you do, all right? I know you used to being solo dolo, but we're here to help. <laughs> I tell you what. So we have a way to distract it. I, I have CJ. God can move like a gazelle. Maybe <laughs> we find a way to just bait it around, and then you guys investigate and try and use your smart ladiness to figure out what's wrong with it. I think we ought to split up soon. Okay. Let's say we form a triangle. Me, Isaac, and Gard. We kite between the triangle as much as we can while you and your mother try and figure this out. Gard, how do you feel about all this? plan sounds good. And we return to initiative order. You have a plan, and you begin to put it into practice. Three of you fan out into a triangle, and you feel the sands shift slightly as it bobs to try to figure out where to go. June, it is your turn. What specifically do you do? <sighs> My palms are sweating. Uh, yeah, and I'm gonna try... We're in, like, a triangle shape-ish. Well, those three are. Those three are. So I want to pull... I want to get Scrumpy to follow me into, like, the middle-ish area of the triangle. That does mean that this thing is going to be trained on you. Oh, what? No, no, we want, we want the opposite. Yeah, if, if we're in a triangle, we're going to be bouncing it in the middle between the three of us. If the yeah. intersection of all three of your bonds is in the middle and June is with another person in the middle, it's going after June. Okay, well then she's going to, instead of going to the middle, if she notices that it's following her right into the middle, then she's going to start doing circles around the outside. Where do you want to end your turn? I want to end with um, Isaac. Okay. That's going to be your movement. Do you have do you have any action or bonus? You can also ready an action. I'll go ahead and I'll spend a bond for Step of the Wind. Ooh, actually, no, I do want to ready an attack. I want to go ahead and lock in one of the balsam bolts. Uh, go ahead and ready that attack. No problem. You all feel the ground once again. Sands give way as this thing reaches and lands about 30 feet from June and Isaac and is going to head straight in their direction. June, go ahead and make that attack if you'd be so kind. Not one for a four. The earthquakes tremble under your feet as your bolt goes wide by a mile. 
and it is gone into the sand and you feel in this moment so deeply unprepared for what is about to happen next. Cool. Uh This thing has 10 feet of movement left on this turn and it is going to use it to get as close to you as it possibly can. And it is going to end its turn 20 feet away from the three of you. Guard, you see this. You're at the next sort of vertex of this triangle, and you see it stop just short of June. Isaac and Scrumpy, what do you do? Guard is going to take out a javelin, smash one of the vials of sap against the spike of the javelin and sort of like run it, let it run down the, the shaft of it. I don't know what that should take up in the action economy. Could I make an attack still too or no? Sure. Yeah, it's free object interaction. Okay, cool. Um, then guard is going to huck that javelin to the space that's about 50% of the way between himself and them. Then with his, I, I'll make an attack roll if you want, but I'm just sort of, I'm just aiming for area. No, I think this is going to be, um, this is going to be persuasion. Do, do me a favor. Go ahead and roll damage for the javelin attack. I'm going to let this same mechanic roll for you. Uh, damage is eight. Okay, go ahead and roll me a persuasion plus eight. Uh, that is a 18. Yep, there it is. As it starts to move. Um, with my second attack, I'm going to huck a javelin right at it to try to just really yeah. hammer home, change direction. Yeah, go ahead and roll that attack for me. Uh, that is a natural 20. Yes! Oh. Nice, oh. good. Guard, you see this thing. Sink into its left eye. Go ahead and roll me damage. Uh, Eight damage. And then I'm going to move in such a way to try to refocus sort of the tensile nature of the triangle. I don't even know how to describe it other than that. But like if all of us, if we're all rubber bands connected to each other, I'm like pulling back. I'm like pulling back a little bit so that to both encourage it to move, but sort of to try to change the shape of the triangle to keep it like dynamically moving with the creature. Great. As you do that, you see that it continues to try to follow you and you see these pustules ooze from behind its scales and skitter into these blood-filled gecko shapes that then land on this javelin and begin to dissolve it into sand. And it droops into its eyelid and down into the ground, and you can see black blood pouring from its left eye in the small little hole that you made. It's gonna be movement and action from guard. Uh, That's it. I'm gonna save everything else for later. I have one vial of sap left. Amazing. Isaac, it is your turn. June is with me now, right? Yes. Yes. All right, CJ, take care of him. And he's going to hop off, leave CJ with June. Yeah, I'm going to run 30 feet away from June. <sighs> oh, God. And then he's going to take out a vial and, like, drink it? What spell are you thinking of in this moment? Yeah, I will cast Bless. Okay, you're going to cast Bless the second level? But the Yes, but the main idea is to be like, smelling like that good satin. Goodness. Uh, so that's Bless the second level. Go ahead and uh, make me a con save. You got it. Oh, that's a 12. Okay. Isaac, you... <sighs> surge with arcane energy, and you feel strange. I don't like that. Uh-oh. 
The blood in your veins runs ice cold, and you feel it snake beneath your skin as if through magic filigree. And then the heartbeat, never far away from the magic that you just barely maintain control over. For a moment, you think of how easy it would be to turn this situation into one of oblivion. The power that you feel right now almost whispers this idea to you, you could get out of this. You could end this tribulation for you and everyone you've ever loved in seconds. And then you tighten your wrist as if heaving your axe and slam blessed second level into your chosen targets. Who are those going to be? I just ran 30 feet from June. Scrumpy and myself, so. Okay, so everybody there mark bless and I am going to give you uh, a persuasion check and I am uh, going to give that to you in a, in a couple of different ways. First of all, it's going to be at advantage because you're using sap in this moment, right? Uh, you took the time to actually consume the thing. And then also I'm going to give you that bless as a D4 on top of that. So you're going to basically burn the over level of bless here on the D4 to the... Can I also say something? Yeah, of course. Come here, you gorgeous lizard, you... And I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a fucking disgusting role. Go ahead and add your proficiency bonus twice. I love, <laughs> but I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> gotta, gotta let everybody know. Just I case. never knocked the hustle. Uh, that's a 29. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. This Just thing. I got it. I crit. <laughs> that's amazing. Shifts and turns to you and you hear in your head. as this thing tears through the sand in your direction. All right, Harissa, it's your turn. I am just going to shoot at it, uh, just to kind of like, like, hey, over here, and see if I can get it to turn around away from Isaac. It really um, likes me. <laughs> you just shouldn't have told that it was beautiful. I don't suppose a 14 hits? Nope, that doesn't hit even a little bit. Oh no! Well, fuck. fuck's sake! Uh, yeah, I, I, I was like, wait, what's going on here? That this isn't that this that this hasn't come up yet, and I was like, oh, it's only been hit by magic missiles so far, and, and a natural <laughs> twenty. Oh, shit! Yeah. All right. Yeah, uh, genuinely, the only times that you guys have hit this thing have been on auto hits or natural twenties. So auto hits. Um, All right. So Harissa, you pull back your bow, line up the shot on this thing let fly and the arrow goes straight into it and you see one of these pustules like almost tentacle out and grab it and dissolve it into sand as it connects jesus christ um okay she's gonna try again i won't use a sharpshooter this time a 20 a dirty 20 no no 
What? 20 misses. 20 misses. So that's an AC of 20 or higher. Okay, we need to figure out what's wrong with this thing. Can I do a some kind of check? Because pustules and what it doesn't look right, looks ill, uh, something. If there's anything in nature, maybe she's seen with similar, I don't know, a similar illness or disease or infection. Uh, go ahead and give me a, uh, we'll say an insight check. Uh, I got 14. I don't think that's anything. I think actually on a 14, you have a quiet conversation with Spinks and Spinks is filling you in a little bit more about his interactions with Luna. He also, I think, describes Luna a little bit and you make the connection. Blood vines pulsing on a rhythmic heartbeat. Blood-filled pustules that vaguely morph into these lizards. Oh. There might be something there. Luna is infecting this god. Oh, shit! Oh yeah. Oh yeah, 100%. 100%. She's going to move to kind of like, you know, as the triangle shape is shifting, she's going to move in sync with that. And she's also going to send Spinks to send a message to June. June! June! And he's going to uh, confer basically what they figured out, that Luna is poisoning, controlling, has poisoned something, the lizard. Um, so these red pustule things is because of Luna, because of the vines. So if that can help June in some kind of figuring out what's happening thing, that's what I want to do. The end of Harissa's turn, we see Sligo barrel toward Isaac with a wild, frantic, chaotic movement. Blood pouring down from its eye, down its cheek, unswayed and unwavering. And Isaac, everything beyond this god melts away. And you feel it in your mind. You are a plague on this land. You will be cleansed with it. Isaac? What memory do you begin to forget? He forgets some of his nights at the uh, arena. You feel them snap in your memory as they shrivel into darkness and you feel that it could push deeper. That if you're not careful in this moment, it could creep into your recollection of fighting and even of yourself. And you reflexively snap your eyes shut and that halts. And you realize that this thing is getting into your mind through your vision. Copy. That's the end of Harissa's turn. June? How far away am I? You're alongside this thing, if you want to pop up on CJ and, and ride alongside it. Yep, I want to do exactly that. And I want to, while we're riding up alongside it, she's going to scream out, What is wrong? How can we help you? This reminds me so much in Mononoke, where he's like, when the boar god is like steaming down the mountain, and he's like, Stop, I implore you, like, stop. This is legit, this. June? 
Mm-hmm. Please roll me investigation with advantage. It's a nat 20. Oh, nice. Yes! For a 22. You yell, how can we help you? And you, in your mind's eye, feel this thing turn to face you. And although it continues barreling forward, you acknowledge that you have its full attention. And it says telepathically, You are one of those in the world that make it grow weak and stupid. It is an odious place, and it must be purged. I think you're being influenced by Luna to believe that, but there's so many beautiful things, and I need you, you need to remember. On a natural 20, you see the bond that makes up this creature, its outline wrenching and straggling forward, but also its connections, all internal, a barren void surrounding it, but it has ideas and thoughts and memories. And one of those synapses pulses with blood red vines. It is enmeshed, roiling, and strangling whatever this notion is. I want to reach out for that entanglement. Go ahead and make me an unarmed strike, please. You are blessed. So that's a d4. Um, 19. A 19 was good. And it was good enough for something. You whip CJ's reins and get a little further ahead, creeping up toward Sligo's head, and you wrench your hand out. We see something interesting here, because June is not anywhere near close enough to reach into this thing's head if she could even do such a thing. But June, you see... Your wireframe extend beyond the reach of your hand and push into the bond mesh of this creature, of this pained deity. And you see yourself step outside of yourself for a second, lean outside of yourself for a second, and reach in and try to grab it before blood pus encroaches your hand to the wrist and you pull it back and your hand disintegrates to dust and blows away. Did I get the entanglement? You just missed it. But you could get it. It's there. You just have to know how to play the bond. She's going to throw back one of the vials. She takes her left hand 
and pops the cork and downs the sap. And she says, we are what we make of this world and we can make that choice to make it a better place. Now let me fucking help you. And she's gonna reach her hand, her left hand in. I need a con save, please. It's a four. Okay. I need you to please roll me a d100. It's a 26. This whole time this is happening, Isaac has his eyes closed so he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, I know. I know. June, on a 26, on the wild magic table, it reads, an eye appears on your forehead for the next minute. During the, that time, you have advantage on perception checks that rely on sight. And what we see is that you feel this sap pulse within your body, hot and crackling like electricity strumming on the bonds that tether you to the world, a harmonious symphony of power that echoes all of your sisters that came before you. And you reach out and feel a gentle hand on your wrist. Don't wait. Bide your time. Let your words take effect before your actions. You are blessed with the levers of power, but it requires patience. And a third eye appears on your forehead and you see every strand of bond crystal clear, overlaid as wireframes over the entire world. And you see your words travel from the bond between you and the cleanser and begin to work in his mind. You can choose to push through and make this unarmed strike, or you can make a persuasion check at advantage. People are dying because of you. And I have a feeling that's not what your motive is supposed to be. Y'all, my rolls today. I know, I just saw. Some have yeah, been good, some have been real bad. It's okay, 11. it's okay. We got plans on plans. Okay. We got plans on plans on plans. And 11 is insufficient, and you feel your words working, but they haven't worked yet. That is going to be the end of June's turn. What a turn. Uh... Isaac, does a 15 hit? Does not. You... Here, wind rushing toward you as one of these pustules makes its way to your face and you, boom, clang it with the shield and sidestep. And it skitters into the sand, burning into shadow. Did I get it? And just narrowly, Sligo barrels past you, devouring everything in its path. Guard, it's your turn. Seeing what just happened and seeing how June attempted to reach out to Sligo, 
Guard is going to charge up to June with his good hand. He is going to grab her wrist where her arm used to be, and he is going to turn to her and he says, We are Bond. Uh, and then he is going to pull her towards Sligo and hold his action. And if Sligo gets within melee of them, Guard is going to attempt to thrust his arm into Sligo so that June can reattempt that bond through him. I love that. Uh, I think that is just going to happen. Sligo is going to, you see Sligo kind of turn again, just boat-like in this sand. And Isaac has stepped out of the way, has stopped making eye contact, and has been fully overshadowed by June. But as it heads towards you, it focuses its eyes on you, guard. And I need you to tell me what memory starts to fade. As as Sligo barrels down on guard, guard forgets that there are children at rally. Aww. And all memories of those kids playing on him like a jungle gym. That's really upsetting. Elmira. All of it sort of fades. That's Guard's turn. Isaac, this thing is rushing back past you toward June. What do you do? See, I guess seeing Guard, like, stand their ground up. Uh, protecting june isaac is going to wait for it to come by me and then i'm gonna hit it hopefully we'll see probably not unless i crit <laughs> this does not hit you don't get a second attack i have hand axes okay you can you swing your axe <laughs> into this so thing <laughs> and it just dissolves into I sand isaac is panicking right now he's okay. gonna use everything right. he has all right Pulling i have two axes at it like, i have two okay. hand axes throw, throw that hand axe man Take off your boot. Nope. Throw that. That one's gone. And that one was one lower. Mind you, I rolled all above 23. All of those miss. We reach the top of the round. And you all see out of the corners of your eyes in this chaotic, chaotic moment. An arrow straight through the neck of the riding bird. <laughs> Fucking hell. And it lands in the sand, throwing Katarin and Rami Waldeck into the dirt. And you turn to see three figures perfectly silhouetted in the setting sun. And guard, I need you to please make me a wisdom saving throw. I have never wanted to succeed on a saving throw more than I do in this moment. That's a two. Oh my god. In your head, you feel blood red vines fill every inch of available space, and a voice says to you, You have made it so unbearably difficult to find you. Do you understand how much sand I have in my goddamn boots? It's time to come home, guard. 
You've done something that you oughtn't have. Now do us a favor. Put an end to this little skirmish. We'll get you out of here. And Garg, you feel those vines fill every inch of your ceramic armor as you take up your axe. This dominate person takes hold. good don't cut me off this time got it all right i want to thank some people who are clapping their hands so goddamned loud we can hear it all the way in our subterranean studio i'm talking about dark steel panda i'm talking about elderberry i'm talking about gamertube hd lord dreamer michael mcfarland and our brand new rally defender randolph jenkins you all are the reason this show exists and we love you for it so thank you very much. Did you cut me off this time? Okay, good. Don't let it happen. <laughs>